You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Sabian! No huddle, quick snap, handoff Gibson, one yard and in. Touchdown! Touchdown, Washington! One-yard touchdown run, Antonio Gibson. The rookie's getting used to doing this. The end zone has been his friend these days. Tight formation here. Smith takes it, looks right now, back to the left, throws to the center of the end zone. Ed connects with Steven Sims. Touchdown. Touchdown, Washington. Three-yard pass, Smith to Sims. And anytime we hear the dulcet tones of Bram Weinstein, you know what that means. It's a victory formation Monday. How about that? SportsJourney.com Radio Network is on the air. I'm Bob Matthews. Welcome to the pod, everybody. 20-9. The Washington football team gets a win. It's third of the year over Cincinnati and its first win of the year over a non-NFC East team. And with that win, they are now tied in the win column with everybody else in the division. The Eagles still for the moment lead it, of course, Thanks to that tie with the Bengals a little bit earlier this year. But oof, it is setting up a surreal stretch run here for everybody. And for Washington, it gets real. And it gets real, real quick. Because Thanksgiving Day now, we got the game. We got our Thursday night game down in Dallas against the Cowboys. It's the uh, late afternoon window, which I guess will be about a 425, maybe a 430 kickoff once everything is all said and done, and it lays things out. It lays things out pretty simply here. You take a look at the records. If you want to go just by wins and losses, the Cowboys have a slightly easier path to the division title, but Washington's right on their tails. And the Burgundy of Gold, um, They've got a manageable schedule the rest of the way. You know, they had the they had the tough games early in the season. They're not going to beat the Steelers, obviously, whom they're going to play in a couple of weeks. They are not going to beat the Seahawks, whom they play in a couple of weeks. But, hey, look, they handled Dallas at FedEx Field a couple of weeks ago. And, yeah, Andy Dalton looked better yesterday, but the Cowboys still are not a good team. They could have very easily lost that game. As the Washington football team could have lost yesterday's game had Joe Burrow not gone out. But I think there are some reasons why they've got a better shot against Dallas than they did uh, against, or at least as good a shot against Dallas as they did against Cincinnati. And we'll get into that in a little while. And hey, after, you know, you get through uh, Seattle and you get through Pittsburgh, you got to go out to San Francisco. But I think that's a crapshoot right now. I think that's a 50-50 proposition. I mean, you're going to play a team that is a game below 500 now and that has a backup quarterback starting. And yes, I understand that Washington is on its third quarterback of the year, but there's a big difference between Alex Smith 
and either C.J. Beathard or Nate Mullins, uh, Nick Mullins rather, uh, then you know I think there's a big difference between the two of them and, and Alex Smith. So you got to think it's it's a 50-50 proposition against San Francisco. Then you finish up with uh, with Carolina and with the Eagles at home. And with every week that goes by, it just looks more and more like that game against Philly, the last day of the season, will in some way, shape, or form have some bearing on who wins a putrid NFC East and who goes on to the playoffs. And yes, hosts a home playoff game, possibly. And again, this gets more probable every time you, uh, with every week that goes by, uh, with a Six and ten record, or in the case of Philly, it would be six, nine, and one. But with every week that goes by, six wins is looking more and more realistic for uh, to get into the playoffs in the East, and that means that a game on Thursday, on a short week against your biggest rival, becomes that much more important. You win that, and and again, when it's six wins, when you're talking so few wins to get in, division wins mean all that much more. You beat Dallas, you're looking at a chance to have, at worst, a 4-2 and two mark in the division. You beat Dallas, you've already picked up number four, and you've got at least three more very winnable games on your schedule. And quite honestly, if you beat Dallas, those, um, those three other games, you should win. Given what is on the line, if you want to be a team that's going to be a contender year in and year out after this one, if you get to four wins this week, no, you shouldn't beat Pittsburgh. It's not going to make a difference against Pittsburgh. It's not going to make a difference against Seattle. It should make a difference against the 49ers, and it should make a difference against Carolina, and it should make a difference against Philly the last week of the season. So it ought to be interesting as we have always said, it's it's the NFC East, never a dull moment, and certainly not this year. Uh, plenty more on the week that was in the NFL in just a few minutes. And head coach Ron Rivera with his Monday press conference is coming up as well. But first, we got to go into the locker room and get you some exclusive access after the game last night. Second biggest story after Washington's 20-9 win, of course, was the fact that Joe Burrow's season ended with a rather gruesome knee injury on uh, pass play in the third quarter. And what adds the other two levels to this is, well, number one, it's on the same field that Alex Smith had, uh, had his knee injury at almost the same time two years ago. And, of course... Because Joe Burrow, before transferring to LSU and winning a national championship, played at Ohio State, which means he was teammates with two of the Redskins' biggest stars, Chase Young and Terry McLaurin. And we asked both of them about it after the game. First, Terry on uh, Burrow's injury and what he uh, what he said to him uh, when he came over there as Burrow was being carted off. Uh, that. Seeing that sucks, um, especially when 
you know, the person, I mean, you don't want to see anybody go down. You know, we all have families and we work so hard to play on Sundays and see anybody go down that's hard, but especially see a friend um, go down. That was really tough. Um, you know, he's the leader of their team. And um, so one thing I do know about Joe, um, since I've known him for a little bit, is he's a resilient guy. He always bounced back from adversity, from challenges, and he attacks them head on. So, um, you know, I'm praying for him. I'm wishing him well and try to check on him here and there, but also allow him to, you know, rehab and give him his space. But um, he's going to come back stronger and, um, and watch out because um, he's a guy who every time he gets knocked down, he gets back up a little, a little stronger. This, this NFL, we're competitors and we're opponents, but we're brothers. And um, it's a brotherhood that you that you don't want to see guys go down. And you know how much work guys put into this um, just to play on Sundays to give their, their, their team a chance to win. And then there's kind of a little added thing going with me, Dwayne, and Chase, because we know Joe and we play with him and we know the type of competitor he is. We know he's not only hurt physically, but emotionally because he's the leader of that team. And, um, you know, that dates back to our Ohio State days. When you see guys out there, um, even though you're opponents, you know, you're still brothers. You still got that Ohio State brotherhood. And um, under that jersey that you're wearing on your respective team, I feel like you still got that block O close to your heart. So um, you never want to see guys go down. But, um, you know, we just want to try to encourage him from afar. And um, we know he's going to come back stronger. Chase Young, obviously, on the field on that play and was one of the guys that that put the initial hit, or at least was pretty close to sacking Burrow uh, right before he got rid of the ball and then subsequently got injured. And we asked Chase uh, to kind of recreate that play for us when Burrow went down. He was going, and all I heard was, all I heard was a yell, and he, hold it, and he held his knee. You know, you never want to see that. Uh, I was hurt, man. I was hurt because I know Joe. And he, I know he – I wanted to play – I wanted to keep playing against Joe. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was hurt for Joe. I was just – man, it – you just never want to see that happen um, to anybody. And I, I was I was hurt, man. That's all I can say. Mm. We also asked him uh, about Burrow and recovery. And as you might expect, uh, Chase had nothing but support for him, saying he knows that Burrow will be back next year and he will be back a stronger player. Yeah, I, I was definitely hurt, man. I, I don't want to see anybody go down um, off of definitely a um, you know, season ending injury like that. I was hurt because I know how Joe, I know how bad he wants it. Uh, you know, he a dude, and, and I know Joe wanted it. And I know Joe, somebody like him, he's going to start recovery tomorrow. And that's, the, that's just the type of guy he is. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be praying for Joe. Joe, my guy, he already know. So, yeah. And as we are recording this, Adam Schefter is tweeting out that Joe Burrow's MRI revealed more damage than anticipated. Schefter is reporting he tore his ACL, his MCL, and suffered other structural issues in his knee as well. And that's per both uh, Schefter and uh, Ben Babby, who uh, helps cover the Cincinnati Bengals. That is kind of eerie. Man, I mean, the parallels. First, it happens on the same field that Alex Smith suffers his gruesome leg injury, and the same field where Kyle Allen suffers his broken ankle that ends his season, not to mention the fact that in Burrow, you're looking at a quarterback, you know, the Bengals have a history of this kind of stuff too. Remember, Carson uh, Carson Palmer suffered that uh, knee, suffered his major knee injury, as quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, and 
really kind of wasn't the same after that. I mean, came back for sure, but not exactly the same. So it'll be, you know, you, you feel for Joe Burrow at this point. I mean, he was, the guy was off to a fantastic start, the kid was. People talked about that quarterback class, you know, being so strong. Him, Tug of Iola, um, you know, and now in the last couple of years with Justin Herbert coming on. And, I mean, you could see it yesterday just watching Burrow. I mean, a lot of poise there in the quarter, in the pocket. Made the reads really well. Um, so to see that, I wouldn't be as worried about it being the ACL and MCL if that's all it was. When they say other structural issues, now you have to start to wonder is it going to be more than just a an eight to twelve month you know rehab process? Is he going to be able to start the year next year? Again, I am sure that they will have a, a lot better handle on that once he actually goes in from sur- for surgery. Again, kids a kids a rookie. Uh, he's what twenty two, maybe twenty three years old. He's young. He'll be able to come back. Uh, but this you know this might be a, a bit longer of a uh, of a process. To come back. And also, that means if you want to game it out a little bit further, Bengals might be in the market for a veteran quarterback next year, at least to start the season. And uh, you'll have um, Finley will obviously play the rest of the year, but what happens after that? Speaking of guys that know about stuff like that, I was just talking about Alex Smith a few minutes ago. He expressed his condolences yesterday. Uh, to Burrow, uh, and also talked about what's ahead um, for this football team. As the Burgundy and Gold, yeah, they're 3-7, and seven, but right in the thick of this NFC East race. And Alex says, you know, that's at this point of the year, that's that's a good thing. You know, I, I think where we're at is we, we, we understand what the division is this year. Um, but for us, not, not getting caught up in all that, I mean, I, we really need to live week to week. Um, that's it. I mean, we, we don't need to be looking at the bigger picture or weeks down the line or anything like that. Games back. Uh, we, we got a short week this week, huge division game. We've we got to find a way to go get a win and uh, not really thinking anything else. A lot more balanced attack this week. You know, Smith didn't have to throw 50 times in the game, and that's probably going to be a good thing week in and week out. He was, uh, he, but he was still efficient. Um, and he was still, you know, very surgical with, um, with his performance. And that's what you want. You know, you want a guy, even if the statistics say, okay, it's, you know, not, not making as many, getting as many fantasy points as you did the week before. Um, you still want a guy that is, that is moving the ball. And that's what, and that's what Alex Smith was doing. 17 out of 25. So half as many passing attempts because the running attack was, was a lot better. 17 to 25, 166 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And again, not a bad interception. I mean, the ball was tipped. Um, There's not a lot you can do about that. He didn't throw it into double coverage or anything like that. Right now, you know, the way things are going right now, I am comfortable with Alex Smith leading this team the rest of the way. I know that's going to be to the detriment of Dwayne Haskins. It cushions it a little bit. If, If indeed... The ship has sailed on Dwayne Haskins, and you're looking at the Burgundy Gold taking uh, a quarterback in the first round. Although I think that's a mistake, at least you know that that Alex Smith still has got it. 
you know, he still got it. We asked him what it was that um, was the biggest key to winning yesterday. And he said uh, it was the play in the second half. You know, team just came out and they upped the ante in the second half. Yeah, I man, I thought, I thought we came in. I thought guys had a great mindset, you know, realizing, you know, we didn't possess the ball very much in that first half. And, and knowing that we had to make the most of each and every drive uh, every time we touched the football in that second half. And I thought, guys, uh, that sense of urgency uh, was nice. Nobody panicked, but certainly knowing that we, we had to go make something happen every time we touched the football. And uh, obviously the you know, big, big stop by the defense and then for us to go down and score, uh, you know, really changed the game. I mean, they rattled scores, off, what, the 13 straight answer, answer And points. that was pretty much the right. difference in the game. It was not lost on Smith that it was his, not just his first win since coming back, his first win at FedEx. And coincidentally, in case you didn't notice it, uh, uh, Washington was wearing the same uniforms. They were wearing the throwback uniforms, which basically the same one outside of the old insignia that they were wearing in that game against the Texans two years ago in which Smith got hurt. Yeah, I felt uh, really, really good. Um, you know, an, another another step, another thing I'd, I'd never thought I'd, I'd be doing again. Um, you know, it's uh, one thing to obviously come out and even to get that, that first playing time and a and, uh, whole other deal, obviously, to play play winning football as a starter and, and uh, you know, felt like we had one last week get away from us. So uh, amazing to get to get a win. Um, it's, it's why you're putting all the work in. It's why we doing what we do, and, and uh, so obviously a great great team win today. So now it's Thanksgiving Day down in Texas against the Cowboys. Mixed success uh, in the modern era there. Of course, we all remember the RG3 game where they went in and won. Last time they were there, a couple of years ago, not so good. Colt McCoy, uh, that was the game that Colt McCoy lost down there. I believe at the time it put their record at either six and five or six and six, knocked him out of first place in the East on the way to that seven and nine finish. Jay Gruden's second to last year. We asked Ron Rivera today about the short week. It is something that every team has to do once. So, how is the coach approaching the Thursday night game? What do you do to make sure that the guys are not just mentally ready to play, but physically ready to play as well? Um, well, basically, you, uh, you you try to have as much carryover from the last couple of weeks as possible. Uh, you limit all the new stuff you, you want to put in, and uh, then you go out and uh, prepare. And, you know, what we try to do is give the guys an opportunity today to, to, to get as much treatment as they can, get a lift in, get a, get a jog in to kind of break the sweat. And then we'll, uh, we'll have zoom meetings um, by protocol. Then we'll bring them in for a quick walkthrough. Uh, and then tomorrow um, again, we'll, we're going to do the same stuff we did on Wednesday and Thursday. And that's, we're going to, we're going to tempo it up, but uh, we're not going to have pads on. Uh, and uh, you know, we'll try and teach as much as we can. The Cowboys have opened up as an early two-point favorite. First time that the Washington football team will be doing a short week under Ron Rivera. It also um, will be a learning experience, not just on how to do that under Rivera, but it's going to be another experience in getting this team to, as Rivera likes to say, learn how to win. Um, You know, there are different ways to learn to win. I mean, as far as I'm concerned – 
you know, when you're on the road, you, you, you score at the very end, you've got momentum, you know, things say that uh, stats have said that the home team tends to win more when you're on, you know, uh, so your opportunities, you try to take them. Um, sometimes you may not be playing your best football. You may not have a lot of big plays, but if you systematically run the ball and grind the clock and, and, and control it, um, you can control the tempo uh, defensively if you're shutting down the run and, and you're getting pressure on the quarterback, uh, you're allowing the DBs to make plays. Yeah, it, it, there are different ways to win. And, and, and yesterday was a little bit more of a workman type of football game because um, I, I don't think we played our best football. Uh, and I, I do think we had some individuals that did step up and play really well. Um, you know, I thought Ronald Darby had a really good game for us. That was good to see. I think some of the guys on the uh, defensive line, you know, came up with, with, with big plays at the right moment. Uh, Chase being one of those guys, um, you know, and some of his pressures led to some other good things for guys around him. So, yeah, I, I would say it was a workman type of game. And I think one of the most entertaining things about Thursday's game is going to be, well, obviously, you know, Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to some of the players about that tomorrow. But the fact that there is still a division race going on here, even though we're only talking about three wins, with everybody having three wins, this is a key key game in the division. And that brings a little more juice for the players. And Rivera is hoping that his team is able to use that to its advantage. The last three weeks, you know, the, excuse me, the last three losses, the, the, the two Giants game, and, and Detroit game um, coming in the office was, was uh, it didn't feel as bad as it had in the past about losing. I mean, losing is, it sucks to be honest. And sometimes it's just miserable. Um, but coming in and just kind of looking back at, at, at those three games for me and just thinking about the progress we're making, the development that's happening, the growth that you see, you know, and, and as I've said, I'm optimistic about a lot of things, and I'm optimistic about the direction we're headed. Um, are we where are we where we want to? No, not even close. But the thing that's positive is is the way they play. Um, they they play hard to the end. They put themselves in position to win. Um, you know, and, and now it's just a matter of winning. It's learning how to win, learning how to finish. And, and again, I'm, I'm shoot, I'm still learning. And, and, and so it, it's been very positive. And, and, and so having come in the office, you know, after those kind of losses, but seeing what I've seen, I'm encouraged. Today, watching the tape, there were some really good individual efforts that, 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 that stood out. You know, Ronald Darby, as I said earlier, I thought played a terrific ball game. I, I really did. Um, Cam Curl, I thought played, played well. I was, I was very pleased with the, the direction a linebacking course headed. And I liked all that rotational stuff we were doing. Um, it keeps everybody involved, keeps everybody on their toes and it keeps everybody anxious to get in the game. I thought some of the things that happened with the front were excellent on defense. Then you flip it over and you look at what happened on the offense. And I thought some of the offense alignment had, had really good moments, really pleased <coughs> with more, <coughs> excuse me, with what Morgan gave us at left tackle. Excuse me. I thought Wes uh, Schweitzer was was excellent. You know, Chase had a really good game, really a controlling our calls. You know, Brandon Scherf had a courageous game, and uh, and really like what well, <coughs> you know we got from David Sharp, who's learning. 
you know, tight ends were good. The receiving core, the young guys, just good. I mean, those are the kinds of things that you want to see. But <clears throat> did we play our best game yesterday? No. Did we win? Yes. And we still won. And to uh, Les's point, I mean, it was more of a workman type game than it was an explosive game. And you got to win sometimes those kind of games. Very animated, Rivera was answering that question. I, I think he's he's really, I think, looking forward to Thursday and seeing exactly where this team is because I think he thinks, and probably as a head coach, you're you're gonna think this way, but I think he thinks that this team could be on the verge of a breakthrough. Be interesting to see. All right, more for you uh, coming up tomorrow. Uh, it's a short holiday week. I, I should say I hope that we have more for you tomorrow. Uh, but we're just going to have to see how the string plays out. But Mick of the clock on the wall say so we got to get out of here. So we shall hopefully talk to you tomorrow. If not, be good. Have a great holiday. And like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, Stuart White. <laughs>